up wondering what happened Making me high like Tony Braxton You can't deny you wanna break my back in Two, what you wanna do? Look at you with your birthday suit, 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 suit The forecast said it's cloudy tonight And I'ma have your body like to showcase the best of the best of the world at these forums with hundreds of thousands of tourists who listen to fishbowlradionetwork.com from all over the world we know you would benefit from having your business shine as we spotlight the best of the best from dfw the best restaurants retail stores nail salons clubs hotels and more by using our unique brand of global internet radio that includes commercials web banner ads phone apps social networks video streaming and more fishbowl radio network is able to showcase your local business to the world bringing you new business along with global national and local exposure call the day and make sure your business is included in this amazing opportunity alongside the best of the best call 817-633-4880 817-633-4880 and ask for shelton seaworth our digital advertising specialist jump in to the new way of marketing branding and advertising your business globally digitally and affordably on fishbowl radio network Toss Catering and Event Productions is a full-service catering and special events company that delivers a fresh, fun, and interactive experience. Led by Fernando J. Asensio, Toss Catering and Event Production combines a superb taste, unique presentation, and interactive services to create unforgettable events and memorable experiences. Their passion for food and avant-garde thinking sets them apart and has won them awards and recognition along with the trust of their clients from which they cater to on a regular basis. Visit www.tosscatering.com today. Toss Catering and Event Production creates the best experience for all your catering needs. Introducing the Ferrero Rocher Cupcakes loaded with luscious layers of sweet goodness coated over dark chocolate cake made with the freshest and finest ingredients to make you say, holy cupcake. Voted top three cupcakes in the DFW area. Wondering where you can get these sweet chocolatey goodies? Where else but Lay Cupcake and Treats? Call us now, 682-999-8276. That's 682-999-8276. Or visit us on our Facebook and Instagram at Lake Cupcake and Treats, where we make life sweeter. Customize your gear today with Ochuck. Ochuck provides top-of-the-line printing for all of your merchandising needs. From custom Chuck Taylors to T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even lanyards, they customize it all. Visit them at the Parks Mall in Arlington, Texas or at www.ochuck.com. That's O-H-C-H-U-C-K.com. Create a custom experience today with Ochuck. You think it, they'll ink it. (laughs) 
What are you listening to? It's this great new song from this artist named Cornelius. I just downloaded it for free at SaveCentersRecords.com. Wow, really? And I can get that music for free at SaveCentersRecords.com? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely free. Plus, it's not like that other stuff out there that we shouldn't be listening to. It's great family fun. SaveCentersRecords.com with an S. I've got it. And I'm downloading it now. Community radio stations coming to Fishbowl Radio Network, Arlington, Mansfield, Grand Prairie, Irving, and more. And more. Not just communities in Texas, but from all over the U.S. of A. Jump in at brn.us. We all know a picture says a thousand words, but what's a picture without a frame? Art Frame Wholesale has what you need in order to bring your pictures to life. With over a thousand frames to choose from, you are sure to find the perfect frame for any of your photographic needs. You can even customize your own frame to fit your most memorable picture. With a minimum of a three-hour turnaround, ArtFrame Wholesale can print and frame it for any special events you have that are right around the corner. With ArtFrame Wholesale, your laminating, mounting, matting, and glass options are limitless. Visit them at 11425 Harry Hines Boulevard, Dallas, Texas, or contact them at 972-764-0010. Customize your frame now at ArtFrameWholesale.com. That's www.ArtFrameWholesale.com. Fishbowl Radio Network is excited to broadcast live from the 2016 PMR Charity Golf Tournament. This year's event will be held at Water Chase Golf Course in Fort Worth on Thursday, May 5th. PMR Charity provides assistance for medical costs to facilitate recovery and improve the quality of life for those living in the North Texas area. Fishbowl Radio Network's coverage begins at 11 a.m. and is sponsored by Bridgeway Health Services. To learn more about PMR Charity, visit their website at PMR charity.org this show is not designed to and does not provide medical advice professional diagnosis opinions or on your needs treatment or services to you or any other individual breaking down barriers provides general information for educational purposes only the information provided in this show is not a substitute for medical or professional care and you should not use this information in place of a visit call consultation or the advice of your physician or other health care provider breaking down barriers is not liable or responsible for any advice course of treatment diagnosis or any other information services or products you obtain through the show Mel said, welcome to Breaking Down Barriers on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com, and we are being brought to you by the courtesy of O&P Designs of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and the University of North Texas Biomechanical Medicine Clinic. And during the next two hours, we will turn this station into your total information source for the physically challenged patient. Every Thursday, Mel and I discuss some of the top news stories pertinent to the physically challenged community. We also look into what is the latest in new technology, uh, subjects like the uh, Paralympics, insurance coverage, government regulations sometimes that affect the uh, physically challenged, and other topics so dear to our hearts, such as uh, diabetes. 
or uh, community uh, uh, groups. Are you inclined to uh, participate or at least watch our Paralympians in action? Are you concerned with government curtailing coverage for devices that you need as a physically challenged individual? Are you interested in how other physically challenged individuals took their challenges and turned them into opportunities? Then tune in every Thursday between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Central Standard Time to hear about these newsworthy stories and so much more. And today we have uh, Mike Schaefer. He's with us here in the studio, and we're going to get to spend some time with him so he can tell us about his challenges as a fairly new amputee and how his experiences have driven him to uh, start a new amputee support group. And what could be uh, more appropriate during uh, Limb Loss Awareness Month? But first, let's see what's going on in our world. And that means you, Mel. What's going that on? That means me. That uh, means you. Nothing much, you know, just steadily working and staying busy. Football season has now kicked off, so now I'm starting football, getting that, getting that started off. Mm, looking for another ring, huh? You're looking for another championship ring. That's right. Cool. Car, are you, are you car shopping, and that's about it. Yeah, what's going on there? I mean, you know, I thought by now at least you'd be into another car. I've never seen somebody take... A month, month and a half to uh, well. First of all, settle. I had to wait. I had <laughs> first of all, I had to wait till my other car was paid off because it's still showing on my credit. So, mm-hmm. so I had to wait for that, and I just got released from the chiropractor. So now the attorney's starting to get all the paperwork all in, and hopefully by next week we have a settlement or week after next. Cool. Well, but other than that, you know, I know Mike has a truck I can borrow. Hey, buddy, you sure right. You can. I've got plenty of vehicles you can borrow. <laughs> and that is the voice of uh, Mike, who is with us, uh, uh, <clears throat> Mike Schaefer. Welcome to the studio, Mike. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. What's going on in your world? Oh, my world. I don't know if we have enough time to talk about my world. But <laughs> well, we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> we, can, we can break that down easy. Um, I'm actually doing pretty good. I actually, you know... It, Tom's got rough stuff, but I actually got back to work. I've got more vehicles than mail. I told him he, he can borrow one. You can borrow my red wagon if you want to. That's all right. <laughs> I think Whitney's got a little Tykes truck he can use, but no, I've been doing good. <laughs> what am I a bike? Uh, Judy's got one of those. Uh, let me tell you, folks. I, I'm 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 in a sandwich here. I, I'm <laughs> I've got one amputees on both sides, and they know each other from high school and. Uh, it's going to be a wicked day, let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, yesterday morning, I get in my car, and um, I'm listening to a uh, radio station, and, and uh, they do a uh, Merle Haggard song, wishing him a 79th birthday. And then at lunchtime, I get in my car, and I hear another Merle Haggard song, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Not because he had a birthday, but because he passed away. But you know, he predicted that. I heard that. He pre- I did. He told his kids last week he would die on his birthday. So he hung out long enough. Yeah. Wow. Well, he was a great country uh, music uh, star. I was shocked myself. You know, I went to work, like you said, and we would you know everybody was saying, "Hey, let's say happy birthday to Merle Haggard." Okay, happy birthday to Merle Haggard. And we're sitting around. All of a sudden, we hear the thing go off. The our internet go off our press release. Mm-hmm. Merrill Hager passed away. I'm like, is this a joke? <laughs> yeah. 
the man just said, wait a minute. No, I know it's his birthday today. Did he die? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he passed away. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? So, yeah. Yeah. He was a great country western uh, music artist, and uh, he'll be sorely missed. You know, um, several of our great um, Toby Keith, for instance, said that he was probably the greatest uh, music uh, country music artist that he's known in his lifetime. Yeah, but I think Willie Nelson's going to take it the hardest. They were like brothers. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were like brothers, <laughs> brothers with a mission. <laughs> <laughs> They've yeah. caused him a little trouble here and there. Yeah. yeah. They were some outlaws right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, in the mainstream news, of course, you can find plenty of the politics of the day, mm-hmm. Donald, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ted mm-hmm. Cruz, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. We're going to skip that. We don't need to talk about that right now. You're right. <laughs> lots on primaries, lots on the elections, lots on oil well, oil prices and, the, and wars overseas, and so much more. I'm having a hard time speaking today. I keep hearing a reverberation in my ear. I hope we're not up too loud. But anyhow, you're right. We're not covering that. (laughs) Because more close to our hearts is news that concern uh, those of us in the physically challenged community. News like uh, this from uh, ONP.com. There's a pilot study which uh, has indicated that uh, applying cryoablation therapy, a minimally invasive targeted treatment using cold blast, shows promise in improving the quality of life for patients such uh, suffering from uh, phantom limb pain. Either one of you had phantom limb pain? I know you haven't. Mm-mm. Yes, I did. did. Okay. What did it feel like, Mike? Still, it hurts. I, it? St- I actually still have it. Really? And it there's nights I wake up and it hurts. Well, now... Hurts or you feel like your limb is still there? Well, let's see. Like a, like a week ago, I woke up in the middle of the night. Felt like someone literally had a, taken my ankle and broke it in half. <sighs> really? Okay. But it, so it, it it's a pain in part of your anatomy that's not there anymore. Uh, yes. Okay. That is phantom limb pain. So. Well, this study uh, was published in the March 2016 issue of the uh, Journal of Vascular and Interventional uh, radiology. Uh, Dr. Prologo said that until now, individuals with phantom limb pain have had few medical interventions available to them that resulted in significant reduction in their pain. Now, Prologo, uh, who is an MD, is the assistant professor of uh, in the division of uh, interventional radiation at Emory University School of Medicine. He also said that now with the promise of uh, cryoablation, these individuals have a viable treatment option to target this lingering side effect of amputation, a condition that was previously largely untreatable. The interventional uh, radiology team at Emory uh, treated 20 patients with each person undergoing image-guided cryoablation of the nerve and scar tissue in the residual limb. During cryoablation, a probe is precisely placed through the skin and the temperature is dropped for 25 minutes to create an ablation zone, shutting down nerve signals. Researchers ask patients to uh, rate their pain on a visual analog scale that range from one, meaning not very painful, 
to 10, meaning extremely painful, before the intervention. And seven days later and 45 days after the intervention. Before cryoablation, patients reported an average pain score of 6.4. By day 45, the average score was 2.4. So obviously, (coughs) they're uh, making some great strides. Many of the nerves, according to Dr. Prologo, contributing to these pains are inaccessible to physicians without image guidance. With the interventional radiologist skill set, Dr. Prologo says they can solve tough problems through advanced image-guided therapies, and this promising treatment can target hard-find nerves and help amputees dramatically improve their lives, all in an outpatient setting. Investigators at Emory will continue uh, to examine the potential of this emerging intervention by tracking its effectiveness at six months after treatment and beyond. Prologo says the uh, group has applied for the U.S. Department of Defense grant in the hope of benefiting the thousands of veterans who have had limbs amputated and may suffer from uh, phantom limb pain. So we'll be watching that. You know, we talk about Paralympics a lot. Did you hear that um, Prince Harry (coughs) is an ambassador of the England team? Brits. Brits, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great Britain. Yeah. I, I did know that. Mm. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's doing something right. I noticed right. you didn't mention it, so I was like. He, he's doing something right, isn't he? It's like yeah. we didn't hear that before. We haven't heard that before, but now all of a sudden you know. Yeah, Good you job. Know. Way to go, Ed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let you us know. know. <laughs> well, why don't you let us know when that happens? I didn't think it was that important, okay? What's Paralympics? Yeah, really. We're talking about Paralympics, and that's part of it, so now we should know. Okay. We have people. Wow, I thought they would get after each other, not me. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> no, Mel started it. Well, you're right. He always does. Well, you're always up on the latest news. I was just asking. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about uh, the Paralympics here in just a few minutes. Okay. But before we do that, in uh, MNT, Medical News Today, which we cite a lot, uh, recently, uh, some researchers compared the effects of Tai Chi oh. to leg strengthening exercises. Physical therapy uh, exercises called does? lower extremity training, or LET. Uh, yes, it is. Tai Chi. He is a huge uh, proponent of Tai Chi. That's why this article kind of grabbed my attention. Because I think maybe what we'll do is have, see if we can't get him back on to talk about Tai Chi and maybe have a Tai Chi master as well. Um, but the the uh, researchers uh, found uh, uh, that Tai Chi, relative to leg strengthening exercises, reduces falls. Falls, of course, are a leading cause of serious injuries in older adults and can lead to hospitalization nursing home admission, and even death. Unfortunately, that happens to be true for a family member of mine. This last week, um, um, a a relative of mine, basically an uncle, um, took a fall. He's 90-some-odd years old. And uh, as a result, they had to go ahead and do surgery, and it was one of those deals. He just didn't make it off the table. Mm. Sorry to hear that. So it's all a result of a fall, and and that happens way too often. Statistics basically tell us that uh, older adults who take that kind of uh, fall 
um, it is linked very much to a decline in health. So, yeah, I mean that's how my dad passed away. He he fell he fell broke his hip and mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but it's true. And um, you know, arthritis, heart disease, muscle weakness, vision and balance problems, dementia, and other age-related health problems can increase an older uh, adult's risk uh, for experiencing a fall. So this study uh, was published in the Journal of American Geriatrics Society. And in their study, researchers assigned 368 people 60 years or older uh, who had received medical attention for a fall into one of two groups. First group received hour-long individual Tai Chi classes conducted by Tai Chi instructors every uh, week for 24 weeks. Tai Chi is an exercise, just for those of you, especially in in, uh, Paradise, Texas. Tai Chi is an exercise practice developed in China hundreds of years ago. (coughs) What it does is it combines certain postures and gentle movements with mental focus, breathing, and relaxation. And Tai Chi can be practiced while you're walking, standing, or even seated. Deep breathing, weight shifting... And leg-stepping movements are part of the practice. The second group that w- in this study received individual hour-long uh, LET, ex- lower extremity training exercises, for 24 weeks conducted by a physical therapist. The sessions included stretching, muscle strengthening, and balance training. And the res- what the researchers... Uh, did was ask participants in both groups to complete at least 80% of their session and also to participate either Tai Chi or LET at home every day during the six-month program and the 12-month follow-up. During the course of the study, all participants kept diaries and recorded any falls they experienced, and they shared their diaries with researchers each month. After six months of training, people in the Tai Chi group were significantly less likely to experience an injury-causing fall than were people in the LET group. Even a year after taking the training, people who took Tai Chi were about 50% less likely to experience an injury-causing fall compared to people in the LET group. Though participants in the study took individualized Tai Chi classes at home, uh, Dr. Rung Lin suggests that older adults learn all learn Tai Chi exercises in a class and then practice at home at least one day. So, kind of interesting. I guess maybe I ought to start looking into Tai Chi. Yeah, Ed, you, you're getting on up there. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was exactly fixing to say. <laughs> You might want to do it too. Oh no, I'm still in my 40s. Yeah, but you, your balance is, <laughs> but, uh, you know. I, I play, I coach football. I get enough exercise. I have to get down on the floor several times a day because I take care of patients like you guys. Oh, I'm sorry, get, oh, get, look, get a hydraulic you, lift. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Why don't you get a lift? <laughs> Pick them up towards you. <laughs> I can see I'm not winning today. <laughs> no. Also from MNT Medical News Today. Uh, this article, applying an electric current to the brain, can help recovery from stroke. 
That was found out by researchers at Oxford University. You know, over in Britain, like Oxford, we were talking about. Yes, Oxford. Oxford. <laughs> yeah, a team from Oxford's, uh, Oxford's uh, Nuffield Department of Clinical Neurosciences, led by Professor Heidi Johansson Berg and uh, Dr. Charlotte Stagg, studied the use of transcranial direct current stimulation to support rehabilitation training. The technique involves placing electrodes on the scalp to pass a constant low current through a uh, particular area of the brain. In this case, the uh, team used a variant um, where a positive anodal current is applied on the side of the brain where damage has occurred. Anodal stimulation has previously been shown to increase the learning of motor skills in healthy people, so the hope was that uh, this effect could also be demonstrated in stroke patients using um, uh, that stimulus, that, that uh, variant, uh, anodal current, to reinforce training that helps patients relearn how to use their body. Professor Heidi Johnson-Berg said, for stroke patients, longer and more intensive training leads to greater recovery. However, uh, cost and staff availability limit what can be provided. That means that there is increasing interest in therapies that can be used to boost the effect of training. The study included 24 volunteers who had a stroke affecting their hand and arm function, and they were split into two groups. Both groups were given nine days of motor training. One group um, had uh, DCS during the training sessions, while the other group acted as a control. They were fitted with electrodes, but they didn't receive the uh, current. And before, and at various times, up to three months after the training, the volunteers' motor skills were assessed using established clinical measures to see how much they had improved. Uh, Professor Berg said the assessments before the training were used to establish a baseline score for motor skills. Further assessments could then be used to determine what improvement there was above that baseline. Three months after training, the group that had received the uh, stimulus had improved more on their clinical measures than those in the control group. This showed that the uh, patients who had received the stimulus were better able to use their hands and arms for movements such as lifting, reaching, and grasping objects. That's great. You know, I mean, the the uh, um, what damage that we see from stroke is so uh, enormous sometimes that it's great to know that they're coming up with uh, methodologies that might uh, actually... Um, stem some of that or bring some of that uh, that ability to use your motor functions back yeah i mean uh, besides heart attack strokes is a very very you know i guess the number one number two it'd be number two mm -hmm. killer well it's it's a debilitating uh, uh event All right so if, if you survive the event so yeah yeah it's it's a rough situation. it's a life-changing situation though mm -hmm. i mean after having a stroke yeah, for the for the patient and the patient's family or who's ever caring for that patient. Yep, that is something I hope never happens to anyone I know, including myself. And from the U.S. Paralympic team, 
Thank you. I told you I did. <laughs> <laughs> Team USA defeated Canada four to one Saturday evening to claim the gold medal in the inaugural IPC sled hockey Pan Pacific Championships. Sled hockey. Sled hockey. Sled hockey. How do we play sled <laughs> hockey? Can well, you, can you describe that game, please? Yes. I will. I will in a minute. It was <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they played this in Buffalo, New York. Oh, your hometown. It was it, it was a repeat, not my hometown. Close enough. Home state. <laughs> it was a repeat of last year when the United States won the 2015 World Championship gold over Canada in the same arena and avenged a 2 to 1 loss to Canada in preliminary play earlier in the week. You know, we talk a bit about um, this sport, and and also, what about rugby? Talk about that sport too. Wheelchair rugby. So yeah. So okay. I'll let me answer your question here. Um. And by the way, don't forget, there's only 664 days. I like how I know that? It's actually that was random. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was a weird number. <laughs> well, actually, I think it's 663. I was off by one. Remaining until athletes gather, gather in Rio to compete in the uh, 2016 Paralympic Games. So how many days? Which it's, by the way, this whole thing in Rio has presented a real problem for the Olympics and the Paralympics. How many? Six, 663, because he screwed up. It was supposed so, to be so, 63 and not 64. So it was right over two years. Yep. And there's there's a lot of concern because of the uh, um, Z virus, <laughs> the water, <laughs> and the water. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt about it. And the water. And you said they're going to be assembling where? Rio de Janeiro. All right, Ocean Time, <laughs> Brazil, the home of the Summer Olympics this year. Yep. Let's talk about wheel wheelchair rugby. Wheelchair rugby was demonstrated uh, for the first time at the Atlantic 1996 Games. The sport had its chance to debut as an official Paralympic sport at the Sydney 2000 Games. So as of, cur- as of now, there are 26 member countries that play wheelchair rugby. And you happen... Do you know? No, you don't know. Um... Bob Lahano? Bob Lahano. Did you know Bob? No. Okay. Bob is a uh, schoolmate of his that um, that was involved. Oh, he's, I think he still plays. He still yeah, plays. on the Olympic team. Wheelchair rugby was invented by athletes with quadriplegia who wanted an opportunity to play something other than basketball. In other words, they were nuts. <laughs> so they created a sport that mixed together the elements of basketball, handball, hockey, and rugby. Before being known as wheelchair rugby, the sport was referred to as murder ball. Murder ball. <laughs> because of the sky, because of the because of the sport's high intensity and rough nature. Now, if you've never seen wheelchair rugby, they literally go up and over each other with their wheelchairs, and they don't care who they knock down as they're playing. That's a, t- that's a typical bar fight. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly that's what we say. There's a bar fight going on there. 
Now, there's classifications for wheelchair rugby athletes uh, who have arm and leg impairments and are classified between the numbers 0.5 to 3.5. Athletes with a higher level of ability are ranked with higher classification numbers and are usually the ball handlers. Athletes with a lower classification are often used as blockers during the game. There you go, Mel. That's me and you. We got the front line. (laughs) I'll just do the blocking. (laughs) Wheelchair rugby allows each team to have four players on the court at one time. For a team, the combined number of classifications on the court is allowed to reach a maximum of eight points, which helps keep levels of disability fair among teams, men and women, can play on the same team. There's the thing for Judy. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Wheelchair rugby uses the uses the same. You okay. Yeah. I, 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 see it's something. <laughs> I kept stepping on something. Sorry, sure folks, but he, he, he's scaring me a male right now because he keeps jumping and looking under the table. <laughs> That's my pet snake. Yeah. That's about what I was like. I, I can't win today. I really can't. <laughs> Wheelchair rugby uses the same court dimensions as a basketball court, which is 94 by 50 feet. Uh, lines within the two courts, however, are different. The biggest difference is the uh, key area near the goal line. And uh, the ball, the ball is used in wheelchair rugby, is almost identical to a volleyball. Now, in order to score a goal in wheelchair rugby, both wheels of an athlete's wheelchair must pass the goal line while the athlete has full position, possession of the ball. The goal must be scored within 40 seconds or it's an automatic turnover. Additionally, the ball must come out of the backcourt within 12 seconds or it is also an automatic turnover. That's just like basketball. Yeah. yeah. Now, passing. During a game... Players with a ball are required to either pass or dribble every 10 seconds, very much like rugby. If a player fails to do so, a turnover is assessed and the ball is awarded to the opposing team. See where this gets rough? You dribble in, in, in rugby or you pass like a football? Well, you pass like a football. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you said dribble. And yeah, you said dribble. I'm like, huh? Well, now, <laughs> because in in in. Wheelchair rugby, they can dribble. Okay. Yeah, it's a little different allowance. That's where the basketball thing comes in. Then they have a penalty box, similar to hockey. A player who fouls during the game can receive a penalty. The player is removed from the game and must sit in the penalty box until a goal is scored. Stop, 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 stop. How do you foul when they're hitting, hitting you anyway? That's <laughs> <laughs> what do they consider a foul? Okay. Oh, you're going to the penalty box because your chair poked him in the eye. <laughs> you can't high stick nobody. I mean, I, yeah, uh, that's what I, I really do want to know. That one. How do you foul? You'll and, you'll have to look it up on the web. <laughs> but you know there are fouls. The exception is a flagrant foul, which flagrant in <laughs> <and> rugby, <laughs> which at the discretion of the referee can result in a longer penalty. <laughs> Or even expulsion from the game. My goodness. <laughs> now they have matches. A wheelchair rugby match is made up of four periods of eight minutes. At the end of the first and third period, players are given a two-minute break, and a five-minute break is given at halftime between the second and third period. There is overtime. If both teams are tied by the end of the game, an overtime period of three minutes will be played. 
The team with a higher amount of points by the end of the overtime wins. Is there a foul limit? Basketball, you get five. You get five fouls and you're out. Is you guys are going to have to look into that because I, I didn't go that deep. Okay, we realized Ed did not do all the research. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you were going to get asked a question, did you? Really? <laughs> now, you know, wheelchair rugby originated in, in Canada in the 1970s, and it's made its way to the U.S. Uh, very quickly since then. There are more than 40 countries that participate in wheelchair rugby or um, are developing programs. At the London 2012 Paralympic Games, eight countries competed in one medal event. A total of 90 athletes, including 88 men and two women, took part. And Australia went home with the uh, gold medal then, while Canada won silver and the U.S. won bronze. <coughs> Which, by the way, Australia, Canada, and the U.S. Uh, are are the top three teams, have been since uh, 2008. So we can expect that lineup uh, come real. Since wheelchair rugby's Paralympic debut at the Sydney 2000 Games, the U.S. has won a medal at each of the games. Currently, the U.S. has two gold medals and two bronze medals. So... Now that you know a little bit more about it, you can go and search out your foul information. I'm going to have to because that yeah. just don't make sense. <laughs> just let me know when you find it, man, so I can look it up. i got to read that, too. Cause, cause I just don't see how you get a flagrant foul in rugby. That's what I was thinking. Like, okay, Unless you hit somebody after the whistle's blown. That could be. Uh, yeah. uh, you also have uh, out-of-bounds regions and stuff like that. Okay, I can see that. I'll be saying break this and work on my chair. A foul could also be uh, not bringing the ball up soon enough. Yeah, we're talking about the the flagrant That's a foul. Turnover. We're That's talking about so flagrant foul. You know, is probably <laughs> killing somebody. I don't know. <laughs> he got out of his chair. He walked over. And hit me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was um, Rio uh, 2016. The complex that's being built specifically for the games are going to hold about 16,000 spectators. So it's going to draw a lot of people. Think we can get a remote from down there? Yeah, who knows. But <laughs> looks like it's time to take a break. You're listening to Breaking Down Barriers on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com, and we will be back in just a few minutes when we come back. We're going to look at some of the topics uh, that we mentioned, uh, specifically talking to uh, Mike Schaefer. If they don't come here, I don't come down during the break. So stay tuned. in my day, we advertised like men. Get up on the rooftop and use what we called lung pyre. Come and get it! Nowadays, they got what's called the internet. It goes worldwide. And on this internet is what's called fishbowlradio.com, a network of over 100 personality-driven radio shows. Now that's a lot of lung power. Sounds like a good way to get the word out about your business. Call them. 817-633-4880. And jump in! 
Yo, for years everybody been going to fishbowlradionetwork.com, fishbowlradio.com, and fbrn.us to tune in to our shows. Now guess what? We had a tune-in app. All you have to do is go to your app store, download TuneIn, and search for FBRN. From there, click on whatever bowl you want to listen to, and bam, you got it. Download the TuneIn app today. All the personalities. Could you tell them what my answer was, please? Oh, hold on. I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. Who has the hidden talent that they can clap their feet together? You know, that sounds like some weird <laughs> stuff Vincent can do. Fishbowl Radio Network. Internet radio with personality. Jump in. Hey, y'all. Check this out. We made it so easy to listen to our shows, even a child can log in. Now forget about all of those old steps in the past. Just download the free TuneIn app, then search FBRN. That'll put you smack dead in the middle of the fishbowl. Then select whatever bowl you want to listen to and kapayah, you're there. It's so easy when you download the free TuneIn app today. If you're looking for a quality licensed electrician in the DFW area, call Extreme Electrical Service today. Quality work, 24-hour service, seven days a week. All residential and commercial jobs accepted. Call 817-366-6888. 817-366-6888. Owner David Johnson and his team understand the importance of your business or your family's electrical needs. Don't let a minor electrical issue become a major problem. Call 817-366-6888. 817-366-6888. Extreme Electrical Service, licensed and insured, TECL, number 27112. Hey, this is Mel. And this is Ed. We're host of the Breaking Down Barriers radio show on Fishbowl Radio Network. Check out our show every Thursday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can hear us discussing the many facets of medicine and how it affects the physically challenged. Don't Don't miss Breaking Breaking Down Barriers on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Breaking Down Barriers, brought to you by OSB Designs with your host, Ed Mel. Here's your host, once again, Ed Mel. And this is Ed Mel. And the time is 11.36. If you heard that uh, low in airtime, it's because I was beating up on both Mike and Mel. Yeah, right. You're still talking? <laughs> we, gave him, we gave him a flagrant foul. <laughs> we spun him. <laughs> Anyhow, if you have any questions or comments, you can call in and talk to any one of us at 214-431-5062. But I warn you, you don't really want to do that with Melanie. <laughs> you can call in and talk to me. Email us at um, B as in boy, D as in David, barriers, B-A-R-R-I-E-R-S at yahoo.com. And also, give us your support and follow us on our Facebook page, appropriately named Breaking Down Barriers Radio Show. And don't forget our webpage, which is www.b as in boy, D as in David, barriers, B-A-R-R-I-E-R-S. Dot com. And sponsoring our show today is O&P Designs, which is a family-owned orthotic and prosthetic firm located 
right here in the DFW Metroplex in the great state of Texas on God's Green Earth. And if you have any questions for them or have an orthotic or prosthetic need, you can give them a call at 972-487-1951. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the University of North Texas Biomechanical Medicine Clinic, which happens every Friday. If you would like to know more about this clinic, which serves the physically challenged, you can call O&P Designs, which uh, participates in the clinic with UNT, or you can call them direct at 817-735-2235. And we're going to put Mike off a little bit longer because they asked me so much about what the heck are fouls <coughs> in wheelchair rugby. <coughs> the flagrant foul. And they wouldn't let it go, even during the break, so I found it. <laughs> Now, there's technical fouls that you can get, such as using disrespectful or abusive language towards any person. Imagine it's really bad if you do that towards a ref. Placing a hand or hands near the eyes of an opposing player. Told you he's going to get poked in the eye. <laughs> Delaying the game unnecessarily, preventing the inbounder from completely returning to the court after a throw-in. Deliberately falling out of the wheelchair to stop play. Failing to proceed directly to the penalty box, one directed by a referee. Leaving the penalty box <coughs> prior to the expiration of a penalty or without being released by the penalty timekeeper or referee. Changing the player, <laughs> changing your player's number without the approval of a referee. <laughs> that's a flagrant? Yeah. No, that's not flagrant, but it's a technical. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bill, give me your shirt. <laughs> it's too tight. <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, fallen player riding their chair without assistance from the bench staff. Do what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Riding their chair. Yep. In other words, getting your chair pushed back up by yourself rather than waiting for the bench staff to assist. That's a technical foul? That's a technical foul. Oh, my God. <laughs> Raising the body off the seat of the wheelchair or using any part of the legs to modify the speed or direction of the wheelchair. <laughs> using a, an unjustifiable excuse to obtain a stoppage in play. For example being... Requesting a timeout when a teammate does not have the possession of the ball, or requesting a timeout when the other team has possession of the ball, or making a trivial request for an equipment timeout. Right. Can I tie my shoe? You can. <laughs> I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> Anyhow, then um, there's equipment technical fouls. There's other technical fouls. Bench, bench personnel <laughs> fouls. Uh, um, Excessive points, technical foul. And they actually said, but a flagrant foul. Thank you. This is what, this I want is what we want. Yeah. <coughs> a player may not deliberately commit any foul against an appointment opponent. How about the appointment? <laughs> <laughs> a flagrant foul is committed when it is clear that a player's intent in committing a common foul is to intimidate his opponent. A player who commits a flagrant foul shall be charged with. Two technical fouls in addition to the common foul. The penalties are served consecutively, beginning with the common foul. If the sanction for the common foul is a loss of possession uh, or a penalty goal, the player will begin serving three one-minute penalties for the first technical foul immediately. 
If a player is charged with a second flagrant foul in the same game, the player shall be disqualified from the game. The sanction of or the uh, for the disqualification in this situation will be as stated for a flagrant foul. And a disqualifying foul um, is a person who commits a foul that is blatantly unsportsmanlike or that is committed with a clear disregard for safety. And they shall be disqualified from the game doing things such as dangerous play. That's when you just Superman dive somebody. Engaging in a fight. Uh, continuous abusive and offensive language. Striking or disrespectfully making physical contact with an official. Yes, I would see where that might get you in a little trouble. A common foul that displays very poor judgment and results in danger or injury to an appointment. That's not the uh, uh, opponent. Opponent, yeah. I, no, there we go with the appointment again. Now that's not a that's not a complete list, but um, that, that gives you some idea of what kind of unacceptable behavior would be disqualifying. Okay, uh, Mel, does that help now? Actually, it's really funny. You guys can't see this, but Mel's sitting over there. And he, he just <coughs> keeps staring at Ed, and it's like you can see the look in his eye. I'm he just, wants to say something. I'm just can. trying to think of the people who set up and thought of these rules. <laughs> they were players. They were players. Yeah, I don't. From Canada. Oh, right. okay. Players okay. from Canada that engaged in basketball and football and rugby, and they put all these ideas together, and that's how they I made I mean, it. besides the, the abusive language and talking to him, you know, abusing the refs, I can see that part. But, but it's the, rugby. But the rest of Contact all involved. <laughs> I mean, you're flipping your wheelchair over someone else, and <laughs> but you can't physically. Well, I, you know, it's, it's like football. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that's my point. It's like football. You have probably refs who strictly call the game. Some of them rules I don't understand. He's like roughing the passer. He's a football player. <laughs> okay. Need I say more? Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyhow. Here you go again. Here he goes again. <laughs> Something is under that table yeah. messing with his toes. So, somebody pulled all the, the uh, wires well, you out. You pulling my microphone cord back. Is that what that is? That's why I just tried to shove it under the bench. <laughs> Anyhow, people have no idea what we're talking about, but uh, and you guys aren't helping it at any. Anyhow, as I promised, let's turn our focus to uh, Mike Schaefer. We only have about uh, 10 minutes left in this uh, segment, but uh, let's begin. As I said, Mike is a baloney amputee, just like Mel, and it just so happens that Mike and Mel are, as I said earlier, old schoolmates. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about your life prior to um, your amputation. <coughs> well, actually, prior to my amputation, I uh, I was a real active person, actually. Um, I always did a lot of running around and, of course, you know, singing and stuff like that, bars. Hanging out, having fun with friends and everything. Wild lifestyle. Hello, yeah. Theos. Hello, Theos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, back in. Uh, he's looking like what's. Yeah, Theos is the bar and grill. Theos is bar and grill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, they do karaoke and stuff. Um, but no, I mean, even back in the day, it, I, I did a lot of stuff. And, you know, I played football. You know, me and Mel played football together and stuff through school. And. Uh, my life was totally different, you know. I, I had a wild life, but after the amputation, I did take a big turn for the worse. What uh, what brought on the amputation? Um, I actually broke the ball of my foot, 
and it wound up cutting my two toes off my big toe next to it and uh, I dealt with that for over seven months of trying to heal and everything else and uh, one morning woke up and my foot was very swollen and stuff again and mm-hmm. my wife wound up taking me back in the hospital and found out that I uh, had a blood infection and it was eaten through the bone okay diabetes is not an easy thing to deal with you have diabetes then? yes okay. i do all right i didn't know if you did um how did you feel about uh having to make that decision um it was it was a life-changing decision actually it, it was rough i i really didn't want to at first and uh but when the doctor told me he you know he sit there and he said uh we, we either got we're gonna take your foot off first and uh if we don't you know you could die from this Mm -hmm. and i realized you know let's let's see what we got to do so they actually november 22nd they took my foot off at the ankle and then they came back in on the november 24th and told my wife that they got to take my leg off that the infection is still rising up so next thing you know on the 24th they said that they did that on the 28th of November and I woke up with no leg. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you feel when you woke up? Um, hatred, mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah. Um, Very natural. Disappointed, mad. Mm-hmm. I uh, I had a lot of bad thoughts in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was no more of a use. Stuff like that. Um, it. it I went through a lot of rough stuff. A lot of depression. A uh, lot of depression, a lot of anger. Yeah. Um a lot of lot of bad thoughts. I went through a lot of a lot of a lot of things mm-hmm. because now, you know, it's not only a major change for me, but it was a major change, you know, for my family, my friends, and my how wife. did they react? Um honestly, you know, I, I had a lot of support from from good friends, you know, very good friends and family. Um, but my biggest support was, was my wife, you know, she, she, uh, took on something, you know, because I've got a 20 year old daughter that's disabled. And so now she's got to, you know, here it is. She's going to have to take care of a one legged idiot and and a disabled (laughs) daughter, you know? So, um, but she, she took, she was, she's been the backbone, you know, this whole time, you know, and even after that, I, I had a lot of. You know, I, I thought to myself, you know, there's, I'm not going to do this to her. And did you at any time feel kind of alienated from your friends and family? I mean, you know, did you feel like maybe the, you... Actually, I did. I I kept myself away. Mm-hmm. I, I I hid in the house. I, I stayed away from everybody because... So was, was, it, was it them or was it you? Um, I think it was more me thinking in my head that you know okay i'm stuck in a wheelchair now and i'm not the old mike that they used to run around with and everything and i didn't want to put some kind of oh look now they're running around with some guy some handicapped guy make them look bad and stuff like that um so yeah honestly it was i think it was more me than it was a lot of them of course a lot of my friends even after this accident people that i thought were my friends are you know no longer around but you know what you kind of find that out don't you yes you, you, 
when something like this does happen, it, it it brings out who your true friends are, who the real real people are that's going to stand behind you. And uh, so I realized that. I mean, because I did, I went through a deep depression and stuff. And of course, Judy came home one day, and, and Judy being uh, your wife, yeah, yeah, my wife Judy come home one day, and she uh, she said you need to call this number, and and uh, she she gave me a phone number, and I called, and of course it was Mellis on the other end, and and uh, he he said. You need to you need to stop what you're doing. You know, you got to pick up. You're going to go move forward and stuff. So, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I, I listen to Mellis, and I appreciate that, Mellis. You, you, you no helped me through a lot of hard different days that I did have, the, the days that we did talk. But I, uh, as as time went on, I realized, you know, you know, no matter what, I, I don't want nobody feeling sorry for me because it's nobody's fault. You well, know, let's back up. Happen. For, yeah, let's so, back up for a second, though. I mean. From the point of uh, the day of amputation to um, the time that you came home, how long was that? Uh, I was in the hospital two months. Two months? Yes. And during that two months, you were going through rehab? Uh, uh, no, actually, through that two months, I was laid up in the hospital hospital bed, and they kept giving me painkillers and stuff like that because having a lot of a lot uh, of pain. bad pains and mm. stuff and it took a while for the staples and everything to heal and they they didn't want me to move a whole lot because they wanted to make sure that they got all the infection out and i didn't bust the staples out of it or anything like that so they kind of kept me confined as much as they could at first now you were fortunate to have a friend who yes. had already gone through this so you were able to glean some information but during the course of that two months were you able to really find out much uh actually through the two months that i was there i didn't find out hardly anything except for i lost anybody come to visit you that was in the same condition no no they they didn't they didn't do that kind of stuff you know nothing you know did it was was learn yourself did did your um medical practitioners discuss with you anything about prosthetic devices no, well, they they didn't discuss a lot, but they just said, you know, we'll get you through this, and then we're, we're we can get you figured out to where you know you can get a leg, you know, you we'll just work on things and figure something out for you, you know. But of course, then when push come to shove, it was, you know, here here's a number, call these people or these people, you know, this that and the other, and so no, not it wasn't a, a whole lot, but so you don't feel that you got very much guidance. I didn't get a whole. A whole lot of guidance at all until I actually, honestly, until I actually talked to Mellis. I, that he he put me on the path and he started leading me, and that's when he leaded. You know, he, he sent me to OP O and P Designs. You know, and he sent me that way, and and I started getting help with people, and and I, I came to reality. Okay, um, of course I remember meeting you. Um, Mel had told me about you. And uh, I came over and saw you at your home, I believe. Yes, first he time. Actually, did you didn't uh, really have a shrinker? You had something that was supposed to be a shrinker, but it really wasn't. Hey, a that ace bandage worked. It, it helped out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Doctor Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's back up for a second now. <clears throat> you know, all this happened. Obviously, there's a lot of medical expense involved. Did you have insurance? No, I did not. I know you had pr- you, you were working. Yes, I was. I had actually I had just 
prior, prior, to, all prior this. to the deal, prior to the accident, I had just started back working for the city of Grand Prairie. Ah, so that's why you hadn't met the time constraints to go ahead and get your insurance. Yes. So, I mean, now you're faced with, you're at home, uh, and you need a prosthesis so you can get up and get going. What did you do? Uh, <laughs> Not that I don't know what you did, I, but uh, I, uh, actually, tell our audience. I actually, you know, started making phone calls stuff, and then, of course, you know, Mellis told me about some people, and so I went to DARS and uh, mm-hmm. actually got a hold of DARS and everything and went through the process, and uh, DARS did everything with me, and then they actually approved me and, and actually paid for the you know, most of the prosthetics. Well... There's a lot more to hear about, and we're going to do that. But uh, we've got a mandatory break because some people need to do some advertising so that we can know how to buy their goods. You've been listening to Breaking Down Berries on Fishbowl Radio Network. We'll be back in six minutes. Stay tuned so you can hear more of Mike's. Hey, y'all, check this out. We made it so easy to listen to our shows, even a child can log in. Now forget about all of those old steps in the past. Just download the free TuneIn app, then search FBRN. That'll put you smack dead in the middle of the fishbowl. Then select whatever bowl you want to listen to and kapow, you're there. It's so easy when you download the free TuneIn app today. Catering and Event Productions is a full-service catering and special events company that delivers a fresh, fun, and interactive experience. Led by Fernando J. Asensio, Toss Catering and Event Production combines a superb taste, unique presentation, and interactive services to create unforgettable events and memorable experiences. Their passion for food and avant-garde thinking sets them apart and has won them awards and recognition along with the trust of their clients from which they cater to on a regular basis. Visit www.tosscatering.com today. Toss Catering and Event Production creates the best experience for all your catering needs. Introducing the Ferrero Rocher cupcakes loaded with luscious layers of sweet goodness coated over dark chocolate cake made with the freshest and finest ingredients to make you say holy cupcake. Voted top three cupcakes in the DFW area. Wondering where you can get these sweet chocolatey goodies? Where else but like cupcake and treats? Call us now 682-999-8276. That's 682-999-8276. Or visit us on our Facebook and Instagram at Lake Cupcake and Treats, where we make life sweeter. Customize your gear today with Ochuck. Ochuck provides top-of-the-line printing for all of your merchandising needs. From custom Chuck Taylors to T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even lanyards, they customize it all. Visit them at the Parks Mall in Arlington, Texas or at www.ochuck.com. That's O-H-C-H-U-C-K.com. Create a custom experience today with Ochuck. You think it, they'll ink it. What are you listening to? It's this great new song from this artist named Cornelius. I just downloaded it for free at SaveCentersRecords.com. Wow, really? And I can get that music for free at SaveCentersRecords.com? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely free. Plus, it's not like that other stuff out there that we shouldn't be listening to. It's great family fun. SaveCentersRecords.com with an S. I've got it. And I'm downloading it now. 
community radio stations coming to Fishbowl Radio Network, Arlington, Mansfield, Grand Prairie, Irving, and more, and more, not just communities in Texas, but from all over the U.S. of A. Jump in at BRN.us. We all know a picture says a thousand words, but what's a picture without a frame? Art Frame Wholesale has what you need in order to bring your pictures to life. With over a thousand frames to choose from, you are sure to find the perfect frame for any of your photographic needs. You can even customize your own frame to fit your most memorable picture. With a minimum of a three-hour turnaround, Art Frame Wholesale can print and frame it for any special events you have that are right around the corner. With Art Frame Wholesale, your laminating, mounting, matting, and glass options are limitless. Visit them at 11425 Harry Hines Boulevard, Dallas, Texas, or contact them at 972-764-0010. Customize your frame now at ArtFrameWholesale.com. That's www.ArtFrameWholesale.com. Fishbowl Radio Network is excited to broadcast live from the 2016 PMR Charity Golf Tournament. This year's event will be held at Water Chase Golf Course in Fort Worth on Thursday, May 5th. PMR Charity provides assistance for medical costs to facilitate recovery and improve the quality of life for those living in the North Texas area. Fishbowl Radio Network's coverage begins at 11 a.m. and is sponsored by Bridgeway Health Services. To learn more about PMR Charity, visit their website at PMR. Do you want to increase your store of mental ammunition in the war for the mind? Turn on Fishbowl Radio Network from 3 to 5 Central Standard Time and tune into the Blue Bowl and engage in the battle for the Republic. Current events that impact your personal liberty as well as thought-provoking topics for discussion and reflection. You don't want to miss out on the battle for the Republic. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com Jump in! So come to me, come to me. Get your lunch, sit back, and enjoy the rest of Breaking Down Barriers with your host, Ed Mel. Here's your host, Ed Mel. So are you going to break down barriers or are you going to have lunch? I'm not sure what you're going to say. I'm going to do both. I'm going to eat lunch and break down some barriers. That's right. Sit back, enjoy. It is noon here in the great state of Texas in Central Standard Time. Enjoy your lunch. Kick back. Listen to us. We'll t- especially today, we'll try and humor you, because <laughs> that seems to be what's going on. But if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can call in and talk to us at 214-431-5062, or you can email us at uh, B as in boy, D as in David, barriers, B-A-R-R-I-E-R-S, at yahoo.com. Also, give us your support. Follow us on our Facebook page appropriately named Breaking Down Barriers Radio Show. And don't forget, you can visit our website at www.bassandboy.com. And there you can glean some more information or you can uh, go to the podcast page and you can uh, click on the links and uh, listen to some of our previous shows. And sponsoring our show today is O&P Designs, which is a family-owned orthotic and prosthetic firm located in the DFW Metroplex in the great state of Texas here on God's Green Earth. And if you have any questions for them or have an orthotic or prosthetic need, 
you can give them a call at 972-487-1951. And also, don't forget the uh, North Texas, University of North Texas, Go Green Biomechanical Medicine Clinic. If you'd like to know more about them, which serves the physically challenged, you can call O&P Designs, which participates in the clinic, or you can call UNT Direct at 817-735-2235. Go Mean Green. Go Mean Green. And we're back talking to Mike Schaefer about uh, some of the uh, obstacles that he ran into and... um, how he uh, managed to get through them and uh, what he's doing with his life now and why that uh, caused him to uh, think about um, having a support group of some type. Oh, the support group. <laughs> <clears throat> I forgot about all that. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting notified here it's not Go Green. Uh-oh. I said Ming. Go Mean Green. Yeah, it's me. I said Go oh. Green. I guess, but it's go mean green. <laughs> That's why I said it because you said it wrong. And, and, and I. <laughs> you, that's why you said it because I you said, said it wrong. wrong. Yeah, because you said go green. He said go, go mean, mean green. green. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sat over and stayed quiet because I didn't want to get in y'all's fight. <laughs> Anyhow, <clears throat> go mean green. So, Mike, you were at the point that. Uh, um, you were um, going to see Dars. How was that experience? Uh, <laughs> and to, we, we need to explain who Dars is, especially for those people out in Paradise, Texas. Dars is the uh, Department of um, Rehabilitation yeah, <laughs> Services. Yes. Yeah, I had to. I had to think too. I was like, uh, "Hang on, Department." Yeah, it's the Department of Rehabilitation Services. Um, they're they're a state group. They're a state-funded group, and uh, but I went to them and went through all their process. Uh, of course, you know I start hearing things. Oh, it's going to take five, six months. This, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, man, I can't go another six months with without no leg in a wheelchair. It does happen that way yeah, sometimes, and it does. It, it it does happen that way. But I guess I was one of them lucky few. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's called. Um uh, staying on their tail because yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed on top of the it. The squeaky time. wheel gets the oil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I went to them and and they they uh, they actually helped and and got everything started and of course I went to them and three weeks later I was calling you Ed and letting you know that. Uh, well, and just just for the folks out there, you know, it's a you 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 do go to Dars first. Yes. which is what uh, Mel kind of uh, instructed you to do, and we kind of urged you along. Um, and then once you've made that initial step towards DARS, it becomes kind of a cooperative deal between the prosthetic uh, facility and the uh, and DARS itself, the, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, um, advisor that you have at DARS. And that's to uh, make sure that all the paperwork is in order and gets done so that uh, you can get your uh, prosthesis or cared for as quickly as possible. And sometimes there's slowdowns because some people don't do what needs to be done. But in your case, it moved along <laughs> more rapidly than I've seen in many, many cases. So I was, uh, I guess I was one of them pushers. I, 
it was every other day I was making a phone call to Dar. So, well, and your counselor, uh, you know, obviously was a pretty good guy in terms of awesome. uh, trying to make sure that everything was done. So, would you say your experience was a good one? Actually, my experience with Dar's was great. I mean, it, they they've been awesome. Uh, my experience with OMP Designs is awesome. Um, I, I actually get to go in like every two weeks and and uh, okay. see them. Carol's got you on that short leash. Huh? Hey, 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 easy. <laughs> Easy now, <laughs> man. Carol, I didn't say that because I know you're listening. But <laughs> hey, trust me, she's got me on a leash too. I, I know what you're going through. Uh, hey, I was every week, but at least I get to go every two oh, weeks okay. now. So she's extended, oh, she extended a bit. the leash. So she she's gonna let me off the porch here in a little bit. <laughs> but no, it's it's been an awesome. So experience. how long did it take for you to get fitted and delivered to a leg uh, prosthesis uh, after you got the approval from Dars? Actually, when I got the approval from Dars, <coughs> excuse me, we went in, and uh, they, Carol and, and uh, all them come out, and they casted me at my house. Uh, they got the approval one day. They came out and casted me two days later. A uh, week after that, I actually went into the facility, and they had the, the uh, test run socket done. Um, we put it on, and... It was like an instant fit, really. You know, most of the time it, it takes at least two or three test sockets to get everything worked out because of different deals and stuff. But the first test socket took in just fine. So we ran off with it. And a week later, I went back in and got the the original socket. So the whole process, really, from the time we got the approval from Doris to, to me walking out of that place, uh, with OMP Designs, is it, it took them three weeks, and and I was done. Okay, you know, um, and I, happy. Um, at that point, or at that point, I was really ecstatic. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I actually got to stand up, and I stood in some parallel bars, and uh, and uh, I, I actually broke down crying because it was the first time I got to stand up in six months. And uh, I actually took my first step in six months with my wife standing there, you know. And Judy, I think she took a recording. Judy was actually she? recording yeah. it. Yes, she did. She recorded it. And uh, but I actually broke down crying, and but it, it felt good. It, it felt real good. Oh, you big crybaby! Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I remember somebody else who was. Uh, I didn't cry. I was happy. Uh, no, I know, but oh. I was uh, taken back. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow. Um, I'm going to get him on the left I, side of the yeah, football line before long. Watch. <laughs> oh, good. I'll have something to watch while I'm having lunch. <laughs> Anyhow, um, all right. You had your leg. You had your prosthesis. Yes. And um, now it's time to think about going back to work. And you had an employer who wanted to take you back. But they required you to do something because you were an amputee. What was that? We, uh, I actually had to do all kinds of different stuff, but I actually had to go to a uh, a therapy group uh, and kind of a support group. Yeah, <laughs> wait a minute. Or at least that's what you were led to yeah. believe. Uh, yeah. Am I correct or am I wrong? Uh, yes, you're correct. It's a support the, the, group. To go back to work, you had to go to a therapy. They group? they wanted you to they they wanted to make sure that I was going to be capable of handling. Oh, because of the type of work you yes, you because okay. of the type of the work that I do, okay, and my, also psychologically. Yeah, yeah. My employer didn't have me do that. They just said, okay, you're hired. Yeah, but <laughs> you, I guess it's a bigger situation because I, I I deal with the public and stuff, and so do I. You know, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but he works for a municipality. 
mentality and you don't. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, and I'm always telling people, you know, I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they wanted to make sure that wasn't. So you really went to an anger happen. management class. There you go. <laughs> 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 no, but I, I did. We went to I went to a group stuff, and of course that only lasted a, <laughs> that only lasted just a little bit. Was that a good experience or bad? Um, the one that I went to was about. No four letter words. Uh, it was <laughs> it was a bad experience. I warned him before he came on the show. I had to keep my word. sailor mouth at home, but it inhaled profusely. There you go. <laughs> um, so, but well, also, what was the big problem? Was there a lot of misinformation, or were you picked on, or no, there was criticized, or any of that? Actually, there was a lot of stuff that is just dumb and dumber. Um, there was so much different. Oh, do this and do this and do this. I mean, there was people, people there saying that you know, oh, just sleep in your liner and get up out of bed and do this. And then there was people that was, oh, you need to, you know, walk this way and you need to do it this way. And then of so course, it was misinformation. A lot of misinformation, a lot, and that's why I, you know, I, of course I, I went to OMP Designs and I, I was talking to everybody there, and and of course we've had our conversations and stuff, and then, you know. That's when everything, you know, started going in my head thinking, you know, maybe people need to know the real information and the, the true stuff about this kind of thing. And uh, so hopefully we can – I'm hoping that, you know, with this with this new support group that we're going to start, we can give people the yeah. right information. Yeah, now you came to me about that and, and uh, said you wanted to start some kind of a support group, that you had been through this ordeal and, and uh, got a lot of misinformation. Uh, was his, was advised some information that obviously uh, Carol and uh, your, your practitioner said, no, 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 don't do what they're telling you to. Yes. You were wise <laughs> enough to not let them do adjustments to you there, mm-hmm. but rather go back to your own practitioner. So you went through a lot of ordeals that uh, as prosthetist, um, nobody would want to hear that. Uh, no, no good practitioner wants to hear that their patient is being told improper information and um, somebody trying to interfere with their care. That's not good. And that caused you to want to uh, start some kind of a support group, <coughs> which I told you that um, there was a um, uh, the Amputee Coalition of America uh, was a national organization that supported local organizations. Now, they don't have affiliates, but they do give you a lot of information to be able to go ahead and put together an organization if that's what you wish. <laughs> and um, the Dallas-Fort Worth area has been sorely lacking in terms of having support groups, so I was, I was more than welcome to go ahead and and guide you whatever I could. And, and um, so... What's uh, what? What's some of the visions you have for this group, and what, what's it going to be called? Uh, actually, the group is going to be called the DFW MPT Coalition. Uh, it's DFW AMP at Yahoo dot com. Um, that's how they can reach you. Okay. That's how they can reach us. Um, they can also, <laughs> if, if they go online, all, all they got to do is put in the information. They'll send a link, and of course, you'll get a hold of you know me or or Ed. And or we'll, you can go to. Uh, don't you have a Facebook site? Uh, I believe the Facebook site is uh, DFW Amputee Coalition, mm-hmm. and you can go to the Facebook site, and we can get you on there, and you can come into the Facebook situation and uh, hit ex- that you want to get into the group, and then, of course, uh, you'll, you'll have to be accepted into the group. 
because we are kind of going to watch everything about it's that. It's not a closed group, but you do have to become yes, a member. It's not a closed group, but you do have to become a member in the situation. Okay. Now, um, like I said, what, what's some of the vision that you have for this group? What, what's well, some of the things you'd like to see happen? One of, I guess some of the biggest visions that's going to be in this group is to get all amputees and stuff, no matter what, arms, legs, you know, any amputee out there, no matter what age, kids all the way up to adults, to come in and, and realize it, uh, ask questions if, if you have questions. of, But you can move on, and we're going to have – hopefully we can get into some sports events and stuff like that mm -hmm. and, and uh, get some things going. Um, I just – the biggest thing is to, to bring everybody together and, and be able to help each other. So I, I see you've got a flyer here, and the tagline on that flyer – reads um shared information experiences and friendship so does that kind of kind of sum up your uh pretty much yeah it's, your, it's your mission statement your goals for yes so and of course obviously that can be broken down a whole lot more how do you plan on finding the right people to work with you um we're we're gonna actually and, and driving membership how, how do you plan on doing well we're going to reach out we're going to reach out to several people um we're, we're going to uh, hopefully our biggest thing is is like on facebook we have like the ntjc the north texas jeep club um that's you know is, is a big organization and stuff and they've mm -hmm. got several people um we know people in there that's that's actually amputees but we're going to reach out and we're going to reach out to everybody and try to get as much as we can. I'm going to I'm actually going to get out and rehab centers. Well, yeah, I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to rehab centers. I'm going to go to hospitals. I imagine you that's know. why you have that flyer. Yes, I'm I'm going to go to hospitals and stuff like that and you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to reach out to the community and stuff like that and see see hopefully everybody can come together as a group. It's a lot of work. Are you going to delegate some? Um Actually, I certainly hope so. Actually, <laughs> actually, I'm going to take, and me and Mel's going to go hit it real, real hard sooner or later. But look at him; he's already sweating <laughs> on his forehead. No, um, uh, actually, I'm going to. There's there's people that's willing to help. Like I said, the North Texas Jeep Club okay. and stuff like that. They're uh, they're they're actually going to put it on. They've got a web page and a Facebook page and stuff too. And, and of course, have we can all. give you some exposure here on yeah, the radio as well. The, the exposure on the radio and everything's going to help out quite a bit. But as long as everybody comes together as a community and people, then, you know, I think we can reach out to a lot of people and help a lot of people. Now, I understand the, uh, and you and I have been over this, uh, uh, that uh, the Amputee Coalition of America has a guidebook. Yes. And so uh, basically telling you how to start a support group. Yes. So um, they recommend that uh, you become... You don't have to, but they, you know, they recommend that maybe you look into the fact of becoming a five hundred one c three, which is a nonprofit uh, charity uh, group. Yes, and it means filing paperwork. Yes. Okay, so uh, I assume you'll be consulting an attorney that you hopefully will provide his services for free because you are trying to be a charitable organization. Actually, we're, I'm going to work on that. I'm I'm in the process of getting with uh, Cameron Gray as we, you know, he. Hopefully, we can get all that situated too. Cool, cool. Um, they give you a lot of information, from what I can tell, uh, in this uh, um, this booklet starting a support group. Uh, we happen to have had the uh, Amputee Coalition here on this show, so maybe we can provide you with some contacts there. That'd be great. Um, but um, 
I guess your first thing is is to try and get in touch with as many people as you can and establish meetings. Actually, that the first step is getting as many as people we can, start getting thing, everything established, getting meetings set up, and and uh, finding finding out where we can have these meetings and get things organized. But it's it's one step at a time. So, what what are some of your thoughts about where you might have the meetings at? Um, I'm hoping that obviously we, nothing's written in concrete yet because you're in the very beginning stages, but. Yeah, yeah, nothing's nothing's concrete, but you know, hopefully we can use, you know, we can find a hospital or something that we can use in a hospital or a library or, you know, some kind of office area that. that I know some of the organizations in other parts of the country sometimes uh, restaurants will give them a dedicated room for them yes. to have it as long as people buy yes. something. Yes, our hotels. You know, hopefully we can use like at a hotel, use a conference room and stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, maybe I can get you know get with some of my big guys at the city and we can use like the some areas down at city hall or you know something like that and uh hopefully we get things going and we get things built up enough that we can we got enough people and everything and we get this thing rolling you know we're going to start doing all kinds of different stuff you know yeah now i don't know if you're familiar with the fact that uh, um there's uh several online groups that are national uh, that you can glean information from, and you can also uh, go in and uh, and I'll give you that information that you'll be able to get online with on their Facebook sites and announce your group, and you will pick up members from those as well. Because, uh, for instance, there's a uh, amputee peer and support group, which is just an online community. It does not have meetings. It's just online. And uh, I know there's uh, several Texans that are on there and several local Texans that are on there. So that would be of good. It's run by a gal by the name of Michelle Hedding. And I believe they're in Virginia or North Carolina, something like that. But I I know her heart, and and she'll be more than willing to uh, let you do that. So like I said, you can even get on to the uh, um, Amputee Coalition. Yes. yes. Uh, website and, and uh, attract members from there. So attracting members will be laborious, obviously, to a certain extent, but maybe not as tough as one might seem. Laborious, <laughs> that means labor. I know intensive. what it means. <laughs> well, you give me that look like. <laughs> he said laborious, and Mel looks over going, huh? <laughs> Y'all don't realize what it's like having to deal with the two of these guys. <laughs> so are you. Okay, so now I, I'm envisioning, uh, from what you've told me, you're going to have this group. After and we go laborious. <laughs> you're going to have this group. <laughs> You'll obviously have a board uh, of people, and from those boards, I would imagine you will have committees. Actually, yes. we're gonna. It is, it's going to come in time, and we're going to have a board, and of course, uh, you know, we'll have the committees, you know, all that, and every, everybody will have a, have a different standards, but... The way to get that is to get people in and 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 let them know that they they're appreciated and and kind of as as it goes on. Well, you know, you want to pick more people out of the group to yeah. do that kind of stuff than I would to have somebody on the outside. I want I want the group, you know, right, right, to be part. But of I mean, that. you're going to need things like uh, um, well, you mentioned sporting events, and you know, you're very fortunate because here in the uh, North Texas area, there are a lot of uh, um, uh, sporting events for the physically challenged. Uh, we've been mentioning them here on this show for a while now. I mean, there's RISE, which is mm-hmm. a heck of an organization out of Carrollton. 
that holds events for um, uh, you name it, outdoor activities, you know, and sporting events, and and they're also kind of a feed in for uh, the Paralympics as well. But we have an event happening here in. In a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks, down in your hometown, Grand Prairie, Grand Prairie. at Lone Star, uh, <laughs> Lone Park, Star Park, where they happen to have a uh, big uh, skating uh, park, and they're going to be having the motocross, wheelchair, wheelchair motocross, motocross. Yeah. Yes. Ought to be really, really interesting. So as time goes on, of course, your group may not have the time to get into that right away, but obviously there are a lot of different sporting events. Um there is uh, University of Texas at Arlington has uh, the winningest um, wheelchair basketball team in the nation. Hmm. So put a little support behind them and have some outings. There you go. Um, you know, um, I imagine you're probably, so you'll probably need somebody to head up a, a sporting committee. You'll need to have somebody who sets up a social committee. Mel, um, Mel you're in for the sporting committee, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> Look so, at it. As soon as I'll, I retire from one of my events, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Ed, I'm, I'm going to get him in here before you know it. Believe that. <laughs> He's going to get into one part of this group. I guarantee you. <laughs> but, you know, you, um, you can have uh, one person uh, uh, or one committee to look for uh, people, professionals, to come in and address their prosthetic issues. So that you can stay up on top of, you know, yeah, that's one of the things. Hopefully, we can get we we'll get the group going education. Stuff. We can get education on it, and, and we can get some of these. You know, I'm hoping Address we can get daily some living issues. Um, well, I, I want to get, get like the, the the prosthetic people, like OMP designs and stuff like that, to come out and and talk about new prosthetics and stuff and how things are coming that way. You know, they can come to some of the meetings and say, you know, this is what's coming next and this is what we can do with this. Mm-hmm. And look at this is, you know, so people can see how things can change because you can do what you want. Whether you got a, you know, two feet, no feet, you know, I- I'm sorry, but the way I looked at stuff is, you know, it was like I, I couldn't do nothing else. But then when I got when I got this prosthetic, I realized, you know what, I can still do everything I did before. You know, I may not do it as fast. I may not do it as hard, but I can still do it, and and I like it. You know. And you know, for him to say that now, I'm so happy to hear him say that. Cause man, a couple of months ago, oh my God, you would have thought this dude was like at the bottom of the barrel. I was, man. <laughs> I, I was at the bottom of the barrel until you grabbed a hold of me and hey, pulled me out, man. Believe that. He made that. a statement on Facebook. I said, dude, okay. I said this. Okay, now all that's over. Get your butt off your shoulder. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, I agree. You did. Do you think it'll be tough to stay motivated? It, does it? Is it tough to stay motivated? Do you think it will be? T- I mean, you're you're tackling something here, putting this. Uh, uh, I don't think it's going to. You got things going tough. on in your life. You got work going on, and then you're going to do this uh, uh, support group. Do you think it's going to be tough staying motivated to do it all? No, I don't think it's going to be tough. It's you know what? It's it's a it's a head because I already know Mel's going to be standing behind you, even that if he's not actively involved, he's going to be standing behind you. And if you ever start, you know, kind of relaxing back, he's going to go, "Okay, time to move on." Yeah, no, no. I, honestly, I mean, and and I guess I can say that's a good thing about even having friends like Mel. You know, if, if I start from, "Hey, man," you know, this that Mel, hey. You got to do this. Move it. Get out. You know, <laughs> and I understand that. But to be tough, no, everything's tough in life. Life is tough. Period. It's it's what you make of it. You know. So and 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 this is one of my things. Is 
I, I want to grab a hold of this, and I'm going to run with it. It's like grabbing a football. I'm going to grab that thing, and I'm going to run it from end zone to end zone. So the support group becomes motivation to others. The, the support group's going to become motivation not only to me, but it's going to be motivating everybody else to let them realize you can do it. No matter what, you can do this, and we can do this, and we can do whatever we want if we put our heads to it. You know, and so we're going to support ourselves, and we're going to do it. Holy, hey! Oh, that's awesome. Okay, now that I said this, uh, I was just thinking. You know, Donald Trump saying we are going to start winning again. I am. There you go. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to quit. I mean, I, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to give up. You know, that's one thing. Like Mel, Mel said, you know, I, I, there was stuff that I did on Facebook stuff, and he he picked me up. And Mel's been a good, a great, honest inspiration to me. You know, I'm glad to be part of it. But then there's the next step. And that is, is you know, you can put a group together, but it always is nice to have a little money to do things with. And that's funding, but I'll tell you what, we're going to look at that and we're going to talk about that more when we come back. Take a break. We could use Mel's pocketbook. It won't be far. <laughs> I know you just got a bunch of money for you. Yeah, South American Airlines there, buddy. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back in about two and two. Stay tuned to hear more. What are you listening to? It's this great new song from this artist named Cornelius. I just downloaded it for free at SaveCentersRecords.com. Wow, really? And I can get that music for free at SaveCentersRecords.com? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely free. Plus, it's not like that other stuff out there that we shouldn't be listening to. It's great family fun. SaveCentersRecords.com with an S. I've got it. And I'm downloading it now. Customize your gear today with Ochuck. Ochuck provides top-of-the-line printing for all of your merchandising needs. From custom Chuck Taylors to T-shirts, sweatshirts, and even lanyards, they customize it all. Visit them at the Parks Mall in Arlington, Texas or at www.ochuck.com. That's O-H-C-H-U-C-K.com. Create a custom experience today with Ochuck. You think it, they'll ink it. Hey, y'all, check this out. We've made it so easy to listen to our shows, even a child can log in. Now forget about all of those old steps in the past. Just download the free TuneIn app, then search FBRN. That'll put you smack dead in the middle of the fishbowl. Then select whatever bowl you want to listen to and kapow, you're there. It's so easy when you download the free TuneIn app today. Catering and Event Productions is a full-service catering and special events company that delivers a fresh, fun, and interactive experience. Led by Fernando J. Asensio, Toss Catering and Event Production combines a superb taste, unique presentation, and interactive services to create unforgettable events and memorable experiences. Their passion for food and avant-garde thinking sets them apart and has won them awards and recognition along with the trust of their clients whom which they cater to on a regular basis. Visit www.tosscatering.com today. Toss Catering and Event Production and creates the best experience for all your catering needs. You're now back with Breaking Down Barriers with your host, Ed Mills. Here's your host, Ed Mills. 
And this is it. Back listening to Breaking Down Bears on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. The time is 1229. If you have any questions or comments, you can call in and talk to us at 214-431-5062, or you can email us at B as in Boy, D as in David, Barriers, B-A-R-R-I-E-R-S, at Yahoo.com. And please give us your support. Follow us on our Facebook page, appropriately named Breaking Down Barriers Radio Show. And uh, if you'd like to hear previous shows, you can go to our uh, website, which has more information on it, www.bsandboydsanddavidbarriers.com. There you can click on the podcast and listen to previous show. And sponsoring our show today is O&P Designs, which is a family-owned orthotic and prosthetic firm located right here in the DFW Metroplex in the great state of Texas here on God's Green Earth. And if you have any questions for them or have an orthotic or prosthetic need, you can give them a call at 972-487-1951. And don't forget the uh, University of North Texas Biomedical Biomechanical Medicine Clinic. If you'd like to know more about that clinic, which serves the physically challenged, you can call O&P Designs, which participates in the clinic with UNT, or you can call them direct at 817-735-22. Three five, and uh, I guess we ought to um, say one other thing, and that is, is you can uh, reach the new DFW Amputee Coalition at what's the uh, DFW AMP at yahoo.com DFW AMP at yahoo.com or you can go to their webs their uh, um, Facebook site, which is DFW Amputee Coalition. And I'm sure you're probably going to be having a uh, website up sometime here in the near future. Uh, yes, we are, actually. Okay. We, okay. It is in the process of being worked on. All right. Well, we were talking about funding, Mike. And uh, not funding Mike, but we No, no, funding we, me. <laughs> we were talking about funding for the, for the deal, and we, we was going to use Mel's wallet. So we was going to fund DFW Coalition, <laughs> but Mel said that that wouldn't work. Yeah, so cool. now we, we, we got to go. <laughs> So he went to Sonic real quick and got us a drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we we was talking about the funding and stuff. We're we are going to be one of the groups that's actually here in the DFW area. Uh, we're 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 going to be located around the Arlington, Grand Prairie, and the Central Mid Cities area here. We got plenty of business districts. We got the gaming districts with the football and the baseball and the basketball and. So hopefully with all the big corporations and stuff that we around here with American Airlines and everything, we can get a, get a lot of help with funding and everything to take care of this, you know, to keep things going and, and, and help us out with things and special events and stuff like that. And there um, are different ways of, of, um, of uh, creating fundraisers. Uh, it's always nice to have support from, from the, uh, your local businesses, um, especially the larger businesses, because they do um, – they're interested in giving back to the community. But you can do things like uh, sponsoring a, a sporting events. Like, yes. You know, I don't know. Are you a golf uh, player? Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, I was a golf player. I haven't been back on the golf course <coughs> you know, since the accident. But uh, I'm going to get out there and I, I, I'm going to sit in my wheelchair and I'm going to take my leg off and I'm going to hit the ball with my foot and see if that will work. <laughs> I'm going to call that my driver. <laughs> Hopefully that can be my driver. 
They're calling the wrong number, Ed. You call the station. Yeah. <laughs> They're supposed to call the station, Ed. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's my daughter. I'm going to kill her. <laughs> I know she's calling me to let me know that she won't get out of school till late. She just doesn't realize I know that. But you can sponsor a walk, a um, walkathon. Yeah, yeah, we we can sponsor walkathons. We can sponsor. Uh, hey, I I, I know groups. one that you'd really be interested in. Oh, here we go. Now he's going to tell us that we're going to go into Tai Chi. No, oh. fishing, <laughs> fishing. But you could uh, you could do a summer barbecue. Oh yes, we sure can. Hey. Yes, we sure can. We we've got plenty of fire pits for that. That's for sure. You could get the uh, you could get some of the larger like Kroger or, or those places, Albertsons, to uh, donate, donate meat. Yes. You know, and um, you Look, can get some of the, you, you could actually uh, even have an event where I like this idea. <laughs> I'm getting into we start, Hey, we start get talking about barbecue, and Mel's over to start licking his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Ed's over here getting all antsy in his chair. <laughs> get, uh, um, get, get some of the uh, local restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, to uh, uh, do a thing, we can get the. I, I've actually got. A, <laughs> I've got some friends that are in, in some biker groups and stuff, and we can get them to come out, and you know maybe we can sponsor a bikini wash and stuff like that. You know we can get stuff like that going to have. Oh, we, we, we can have a. He's pointing out the window. I'm looking for the bikinis. <laughs> Me you and could, Mel both. You, you could actually you could actually have a street fair. Yeah, you yeah. Know, things like that. Uh, you could, um, you know. Uh, yeah, you see them all the time out in front of stores, bake bake goods sales and stuff like that. Uh, you could do raffle tickets for um, like do fifty fifty and raffle you know, off stuff, yeah. or you know get donations have, from like a cat, a sports academy and stuff. And what get what are those things called? Um, uh, silent auctions, silent auctions, you know, yes, sir. things like that. So, uh, and um, eventually, as you start putting out a newsletter, then you can go ahead and sell advertising in it. Yes, yes, we so. can. Various means of being able to go ahead and, and uh, fund your project. And, uh, of course, the uh, more funds you have, the more things that you can do. Um, you know, I, I could see that uh, with the kind of uh, um, corporate headquarters we have in the DFW area, I could actually see you creating a fund that might help some of those people that were in your situation. That's, that's going to be – that's one of the things that I'm hoping to get out of this is – because, you know, people in my situation that didn't have insurance and stuff like that, uh, we do all these. We can do fundraisers, and, you know, the money's going to go back into the group to help people out like that. You know, say they, they have to have something something done, and they don't have the money. You know, then they could look to the group, and, and we could all, you know, go over everything and, and, and help help them out as much as possible. Right. You know, and, and that's, what, that's what I'm hoping to accomplish out of this is making this group big enough to where – we can we can do stuff like that to where we can go to big events and and we can help people that need a, a leg an arm you know we we can do that kind of stuff out of our out of our profits you know and 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 hopefully things will you know within within the years years to come this this will be a very big situation and a very big deal in in the DFW area for the amputees because there's not a whole lot of support out there for for people like us. There's well, really I know you you mentioned that you want to uh, uh, have your meetings kind of right here in the mid cities area. Um, you live in Grand Prairie, which is a, considered one of the mid mid cities. Yes. There's uh, 
There's Arlington, Grand Prairie, Hearst, Euless, Bedford, Irving. Irving. Mansfield, um, Waxahachie, Middle And Oakland. those are the cities that are basically in between Dallas and Fort Worth, uh, which gives common ground to everybody in the Metroplex. Yes. Obviously, if you live on the other side of Dallas, it's a longer trip. Um, and who knows? Maybe you'll have spinoffs. As time um, goes on, but uh, as time goes on, hopefully we can be the uh, father organization, so to speak, and and uh, go from there. Also, you can, uh, um, with the assistance um, or with funding, you could send uh, people who are interested to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, where the uh, um, or Knoxville, Tennessee, Knoxville. I'm sorry, where the amputee coalition is at, and they will actually train people there. I think it's a one week or, you know, something like that, a uh, course in which they train people to be uh, peer-reviewed, peer-visitors, uh, peer, peer, uh, um, where they actually go out to the hospital. The, the hospital, once you network with them, will call you and say, hey, we have somebody who is kind of depressed and just went through an amputation, and it would probably do them really good for somebody to, in their same situation to come out and talk to them. And, and hopefully, you know, that, that would... We can move on. We can do something like that as it goes on, you know. And everything's going to take time, and and I'm hoping that this group does does very well. And I'm hoping that we can get big enough to where everybody can can uh, come in and feel comfortable and and enjoy things. And I need want to get some of the politicians in there to uh, explain well. explain <laughs> why. Um, and this, the, I would love to see uh, you as time goes on obviously, for you to be able to take on an issue that's uh, close to my heart, and that is is the fact that uh, in the state of Texas, um, Medicaid will not cover... Amputations. No, no, they'll cover the amputation. The they'll, they'll take the leg off. Okay? They just won't cover the... They won't <laughs> cover something for you to get a leg back. Yeah. <laughs> a prosthesis. They don't cover the prosthetics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, and and hopefully if the, as time goes on, we can. We get have it. a governor who happens to be wheelchair bound. Yeah, now now we got a governor that's wheelchair bound, and and, and I understand that. And if we get big enough, you know, as like you said, as time goes on, we can get into them politics, and and we can we can start going after you know people after people just like that, and and not back down. You know, it's it it's only right. You know, it's. We got we'll Medicaid. See if we can't get you a little local press because that will that would get the word out for you. Well, a little local press. I guess I can I can take Melis to lunch and and he can hook me up with some of his people. <laughs> I know he's got hookups. <laughs> and uh, I would hope that you plan on having a um, a committee to address military. Actually. We, Which is we, a large group of our. We are we are going to plan on that words. As, as time goes on. We are going to plan on that because, you know, the men and women that that do protect our country and, and they come back. You know, it's it's even hard for them because I, I I do know some people from the 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 VA and and I know what they go through and and you know so to have something like this for them to even come in and talk to us as as regular civilians because now they're not over there. They get treated a, a totally different way at the VA, and if they can come into something like this and we can show them something different, that'd be much greater for me. To where you know they can realize that it's not only a VA it's for the VA to do. You guys can come to us and we'll give you just as much of support as they will, and we'll, even more. You know, we'll, 
and I'm hoping that they can understand that we, we will back our we will back our military probably faster than we would ourselves. And that's real good because the VA has been going through a lot of scrutiny yes. in the last couple of weeks and past and past last couple of years. Yeah, they've been going through <laughs> a lot of scrutiny. And you know, they were just talking about how they're trying to improve the situations at at the local, at the VA hospitals, trying to get the to do better by the patients, but man, it's just so much red tape. Yeah, that they yes. got to go through. It's just hard. It is. Yeah, and, and you're you're totally correct. I mean, like I said, I, I know some, I know people, and and they've been going through all kinds of different things. And there's some of them that's had their, you know, their legs amputated over there and their arms and stuff like that, and and they got the PTSD, and mm-hmm. you know, and they're having the flashbacks, and you know, the, so they're having to deal with a missing leg or a missing arm, or you know, and all this dysfunction and stuff. And you know, at the VA, all they really do is, okay, here's this, this, and this. Now go, you know. And, and we don't want to be. The, I don't want to be that kind of group. I want to be that group that's going to be there. You know, I'll be. Uh, b- before it's over with, you know, everybody, I'll ha- they'll even have my phone number, and then you call me 24/7. I don't care what time it is, and you want to talk, just call them. We'll talk. You know, I want people to realize that they can call and 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 come out and have fun and and live life and not have to to stress and worry all the time because. I know what it's like because I I can actually say now I have been there. I've stressed. I've I've worried. I've hated. I've I've hurt. I've done everything. So I know their feelings. Well, and that's the point of a support group, and that is is to gather people together and let and by example, people realize that there's much more to life than just losing a leg. Yes. Um. And and um, here's another thing that uh, I hope you'll you'll consider, and that is is reaching out to uh, all the school districts in the area, uh, because there are children who are amputees, and um, they don't have a lot of support, and and their parents certainly don't have a lot of support. So and and um, Mel, maybe that could be the arm that you could look for at uh, sometime in the future to to effect remember you talking about the bringing some groups together for sporting events for the physically challenged mm-hmm. so maybe that'll be an arm that'll that can grow out of that thing that or a uh, leg a leg <laughs> <laughs> or a leg yeah yeah i should have known that was actually <laughs> actually we can we can use mel because mel knows a lot of people even in the city of grand prairie just as much as i do so mm-hmm. <laughs> even I, in I the try. schools i try so what do you think mel i think this is going to be an interesting thing to watch and follow and see how it goes i think it'd be great i mean it'd be just like we me and you starting this radio show it'll pick up and get 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 the word out and everything and pretty soon mike would be handled foot with business and he'd be like oh my god i need help thank god (laughs) i think i only got one foot (laughs) (laughs) So what do you got going this week? Work, football, that's about it. That's what you start out with, working football. I know, that's all I do. I'm either working or football, football or working. So are you going to eat? (laughs) I don't know. So now are you totally put off by politics now? Yes. Just let me know when November gets here. I'll vote again. After that, (laughs) I'll sit through another four years of pain. (laughs) (laughs) <clears throat> Come on, Mel, ain't that bad. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hearing some of the things that are happening, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm getting one, a one-way ticket to Africa. 
<laughs> now it's Africa? I'm going to Africa, buddy. You ain't going to go to Canada with no, the rest of them? No, heck no. You're going to Africa? We're in Africa. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Sahara <laughs> Desert? If that's where I need to go, that's where I need to go. <laughs> Somewhere uninhibited. Mm-mm. He's going to call the DFW Amputation Coalition and ask him for a fund. <laughs> <laughs> I need an air ticket. Hey, Judy, I know you're listening. We need an airline ticket to Africa. <laughs> I'll I go in there on a mission trip for for the coalition. Yeah, we're going to send you on a mission. I'm pretty sure there's some amp- amputated Africans over there. <laughs> need a support group. I started over there. <laughs> you're going to sister off for me in there Africa. You go. <laughs> oh, me. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> so you said you you've um, you you suffered from some phantom pain. Um, do, do you get much phantom pain anymore? Yes. You still get it. Oh yes. Uh, yes. Explain that because I still haven't experienced that. Not <coughs> um. Well, here, here's you one. Just last week, I I actually got a Charlie horse in my ankle, and of course you know the, the ankle the ankle that's gone. Yeah, the ankle that's not there, and uh, it it literally woke me up and. I couldn't move. I couldn't even bend my knee straight back out because the Charlie horse was so bad. And uh, Judy actually woke up and had to rub the bottom of my nub for like three minutes, and then all of a sudden it went away. Um, but it was so bad. I mean, I've 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 got pains that like even when I'm walking, I can be walking, you know, out to my truck or something, and I'll feel my my uh, my leg snap. Now be honest, Mike. Have you ever lied to Judy by having pain just so she rub your nub? No, no, I, no, I, I hadn't done that. Okay, Mal, I'm going to draw a line on you now. <laughs> Actually, I hadn't done that yet, but now that she's... Oh, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, see, what it is is, just so you guys know what the problem is, is back in high school, me and Judy, we, we dated in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, then, of course, Mel come along and took her away from me. And uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> her and Mel was really good friends in high school and everything. But he came along. He really did take her. But anyways, um, <laughs> so but you when see he, who ended up with her, right? <laughs> of course, the best man always wins. Um, but anyways, <laughs> but no, I, I mean I can be walking out to my truck and I I still like I feel like uh, the other day I was walking. I feel like my leg snapped in half. And I literally had to hold on to the truck for a minute and lift my leg and kick my prosthetic, make really? my prosthetic move to where it realized my leg was 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 there. It wasn't broke, but it literally felt like my leg snapped in half. Um, I think my biggest. You one need was, to do some mirror therapy. Well, the don't tell me. I've had someone else tell me about the mirror therapy, and it's like if I'm going to look in the mirror at my ugly face, I'm not going. <laughs> there's no sense <laughs> in me even dealing with that, but. Uh, I think my biggest phantom pain was in the hospital uh, the week before I came home. And uh, I was laying there and woke up screaming because I felt them sawing my leg off. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually felt the surgery. Uh, saw my leg off, and it freaked me out. But, I mean, my leg hurt so bad. And the nurses came in, and they had to dope me up. That was one of the biggest ones. But I still, you know, I still have them. Um, I get Charlie horses in my calf and stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't go through it. I mean, but I did. Actually, I woke up joking. <laughs> I came out of surgery, saying, cracking jokes and everything. They were like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm fine. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> I think when I came out of surgery, my when they got me back to the room, my wife said that uh, I, I I ran off 
I actually ran off three nurses and something else, and I said some things I guess I shouldn't have, and I don't even remember it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but she said I got kind of violent coming out of surgery, but I don't even remember none of it. Of course, they kept me doped up like three days after that. So Now, when the doctors told you they were going to amputate, I mean, how I mean, how did you? How much time did you have to prepare for this? Or I did. It? They came in on the twenty second, told me they was cutting my foot off. They did that on the twenty fourth or on the twenty second. So that's pretty much. They came in on the nineteenth, told me he's going to cut my foot off on the twenty second. So they cut my. They actually took my foot off at the ankle on the twenty second. Um, then on the twenty fourth, they came in and said, "We're taking your leg off. You know, we either got to take your leg off or you're going to die." And course so pretty much how they told me to judy judy pretty much said you know we're signing it so that's how that ended up it, there wasn't much time to even think about nothing it was either we take your leg off or you die and you know you know me as uh, actually my main concern is how how long would i have how long will it take for me to rehab so i can get back on the football field that's exactly what i told my doctor <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what i told my doctor and uh, you can ask you judy. forget you also you also told us yeah yeah uh you didn't say, um, can I? You said, uh, I need a foot that's going to allow me to. Yeah. <laughs> and he did, it wasn't a question of whether, do they make one? It was, uh, I need a foot that uh, is going to allow me to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, that's, well, I, of course, you know, when I first saw Ed, after I talked to you and Ed came to the house, first thing you know, I told him, I said, well, look, you know, how long is it going to be for y'all to get my leg together? Because I need to get back to work. I heard you was kind of stubborn about that too. <laughs> he I heard a, you didn't understand the shrinkage of a of a stump. Uh, I didn't want I didn't want no stump to shrink. I just wanted to hurry up and put my leg in so I could get a, get the walking. I was trying to explain to him that you know you can't put ten pounds of potatoes <laughs> into a five pound sack, and hey, he didn't want to hear it. If you gave me a socket, I'd show you how to stick ten pounds in a five. Believe that you know at that time I was ready. That would not have been a good result. <laughs> Actually, I can say one good thing about all of this um, is that when I did get, you know, now that I got my leg and everything, of course, Ed, you know, is uh, I was on the walker two days. That disappeared. Mm -hmm. Went on the crutches three days, and that disappeared. Oh, no, you, you, you've uh, – I've had my limb five weeks, and I'm walking without anything, you know. Right. So that's how determined I was to begin with. You know, just like I told him from the start, I'm determined to walk. I'm getting back to work. I the last time I used the walker was in rehab, and I was in and out of rehab within three a week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but understand you guys. Uh, you're not the typical uh, um, patient. Uh, I know we're hard. You're both. You're, well, you're, <laughs> you're both young, uh, in, compar young. in comparison yeah. to a lot of amputees. But other than other than our soldiers, you're you're both young compared so. to you. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, <laughs> there was you stepped right into that one. <laughs> Makes me feel so good. <laughs> I guess nobody wants lunch today. Anyhow. <laughs> That's okay. We'll make Daniel buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we definitely want to lunch now. <laughs> so, anyhow. Um, sounds like somebody's uh, having a lot of Somebody got a there. party going on <laughs> out there. They forgot this is a studio. <laughs> There's a party going on in the studio. And we're not invited. <laughs> Well, I hope everybody enjoyed our conversation today with uh, Mike um, and and uh, Mel. Uh, it's, it's been really good 
uh, to go over some of these things. I can't wait to see it all come together. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it all come together either, and I'm hoping that we can get all the support from everybody that's out I've, here listening. And I, I have to tell you, I've been to, um, and I'm not going to say any, any specifics, I've been to various uh, uh, amputee uh, groups, and um, they just never seem to quite always congeal. I don't know why. And, and, well, I do. You know, it really has to do a lot with, um, and this is a word of warning I'm going to give to you. It really has a lot to do with leadership mm-hmm. and membership. Yeah. I'm not going to blame the leaders by themselves because uh, if you have a leader who is proactive and really covers a lot of area that, because, you know, let's face it, um, losing a losing a limb does affect a lot of parts of your life. And so you have to address all those things. And if you address all those things and you have a good leader and members who really want something out of the organization, it'll be a great organization. And I wish you all Thank you very much. Anyhow, you've been listening to Breaking Down Barriers uh, on uh, Fishbowl Radio Network. And uh, we only ask that you uh, listen to us every Thursday between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. So we uh, bid you farewell and and look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. Have a great week. Adoption is a gratifying journey. Open your heart in your home and embrace your thoughts of becoming foster parents. The time is now to show you have what it takes. Go to makeadifferenceathome.com. The Mentor Network has been creating families since 1980, reuniting at-risk youth with their families and transitioning.